You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com, from Instagram at tripadvice, TikTok at tripadvice, YouTube tripadvice. Check me out on all platforms if you are listening and watching to other stuff besides podcasts. But you're here now and I'm so happy to have you because today's episode, you're going to learn why vulnerability is the worst thing you can do when you're dating a woman, when you meet a woman, when you're in a relationship with a woman, when you're married to a woman, vulnerability is the key to killing attraction. So if you want to kill attraction, be super vulnerable. Shed all of your emotions. Dump them all on a woman. She will lose respect for you very fast. And this hour plus episode is a conversation with a good friend and colleague of mine who is a woman. Her name is Erica Angelo. And this is an audio of a podcast or I should say YouTube video that I literally recorded about 30 minutes ago. And she was nice enough to say, yeah, put it on your podcast. And I said, great. The guys are going to love this. Because we debate and we go into heavy conversation about every little area of what it means to be vulnerable with the woman. Now, you might have heard this before. I've talked about this in the podcast plenty of times. Never with another woman, though, which is going to make it a little bit different because you're going to hear another side of this. And so we talk about vulnerability, what it means, what it's all about, why you should be vulnerable, when you should be vulnerable, why you shouldn't be vulnerable, all different angles of it. We get pretty granular here too, which is why I think this is such a great conversation. Lost track of time. One of those interviews or conversations when I'm not even checking the time because I was so lost in our friendly debate, we'll say. She gives some good points. I'll give it to her. And this is not a win or lose situation. You can make, you can determine for yourself what you think based on what we talked about here. But we, uh, we were really going back and forth on each other on why we think vulnerability is either essential or not essential to a relationship. So you're going to learn a lot. And this is key. And by the way, even if you're not looking for a relationship one day, this is still a good listen because this is not just for people in relationships. This is for when you're dating a woman. This is for any time. This is about attraction. Not that I'm um, against putting episodes on relationship advice. I do that. I have done that, but I just want to let you understand this is for everything. But then again, really, it's all for, it's really all for everything because, and I say this in the episode here and this in the conversation is that attraction and whether you're building attraction, keeping attraction, it doesn't ever end in a relationship or marriage. It keeps going. You don't just attract the girl and the game's over. The game is always being played. And this is very connected to the idea of vulnerability because it is from beginning to end part of the relationship that you need to be careful with. So check out this fun conversation. Again, this is Erica Angelo. You can check her out on YouTube. She does not have a podcast, but she does have a YouTube channel. And you're going to hear in the beginning a little history of our relationship and how we know each other. And I've known her for a very long time. So as much as I disagree with her, I do respect her. And yeah. I had a good time. So here it is. My conversation with Erica on vulnerability and the dangers of. 
guys, this is such a treat for me. I have one of my dear friends and not just dear friends, but someone in in the same industry as I am, who I deeply respect. We've known each other for 11 years and I've watched his journey as a dating coach for men. And I have seen him from the very beginning to now and just blown away. I was just sharing with him how impressed I've been with his journey. Without further ado, Trip with Trip Advice. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, of course. You are, I can safely say, you're the first coach that at least I can recall that I connected with when I started to be a coach. Because I think at that time, you've had you've been doing YouTube videos since early on, right? Since like 2012? Yes. Very unsuccessfully. Yeah. So that's where I met you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say say that anymore. No. I would not say that anymore. You uh, forgive the audience. Yeah. You called me. um, You emailed me and we talked on the phone. And I'll never forget. I was in Galveston, Texas. And I still remember being out by the beach talking to you. And you were like, let's meet up for coffee. And we met at the coffee shop in Venice Beach called Cow and Cow and something. I remember. It was a coffee shop I don't there. remember. So yeah, wow. we've, we've been on this journey for a long, long, long time. And you guys, I'm so proud of Trip because Trip, you know, we were trying to find our ways as coaches, how to get our message out there. And Trip was really smart. He's, he's not just a great um, coach. He's also a great businessman. And he really focused on his YouTube channel. And I really encourage you to subscribe. You've got a million subscribers. Yeah, I hit it this year or no. Last year, last November. It makes me a little emotional saying that because I remember from the beginning and, you know, we're like, do we focus on Facebook? Do we focus on YouTube? And you're like, I'm going to focus on YouTube. And you did. And to see like your success, it just, it makes my heart so proud of you. So, so proud of you. Well, let me say the same thing, because as you probably know, there is a lot of people in this industry and have been for a long time. And we've seen people come in and come out. Mm-hmm. And people who are fairly, fairly popular too, who are coaches or whatever, and and they just don't, they just don't do it anymore. And so it feels good to me. Cause, you know, I don't really think about competition or anything like that. Yeah. So when I hear that someone's done being a dating coach, it's it, it almost like it feels funny. It's like, oh, I don't know. Like, why didn't you keep going? Why didn't you keep yeah. on that journey? So yeah. it's really cool that you're the first person who I really met as a fellow colleague and coach, and you're still doing it. Yeah. So I just hope that we're both still doing this for the next 20 years, which I think we will be. We will, because I remember we were meeting at your place in LA. We we would do these masterminds with our dear friend, Jonathan. And I remember you and I saying to each other, we're doing this for the rest of our life. Like this is our purpose. This is our passion. And here we are in 2023 and we're still doing it very passionately. And we get to chat and do uh, a nice video and podcast here. So yeah, uh, I'm very excited. 
Me too. And I'm excited to talk about this topic because Trip, I get a lot of guys, you know, I'll talk about vulnerability or I'll talk about boundaries. And I think for men, you know, this is a scary topic. Like I have a program called Emotional Warrior and guys are like, oh, I don't want to become an emotional warrior. And I think when it comes to this kind of topic of, of vulnerability, you know, I think men are starting to come around and go, okay, I, I have to do it. But there's so many question marks around it. I think that society has definitely like put a trap over men's mouth to go, that's not your right. That's a woman's game. It's not a man's game. And now men are starting to realize like, maybe I do need to open up. You know, we're talking about mental health more. And they say, you know, the suicide rate among men is so high because men don't have anywhere to to talk and to process these things. And so I've personally covered this topic a lot on my channel. And this is something that I see in the comments trip and it breaks my heart every time I see this. And that's why I'm so grateful to have you as a man here talking about this because so many men have commented, Erica, if I share what you, if I do what you're telling me to do, like a woman is not going to respect me. She's going to cut me off. This is for simps. This is for wimpy guys. Like, no, you're, you're like cutting my balls off, so to speak, if you have me opening up to a woman. And so there's that camp. And then there's the other camp that goes, I hear what you're saying, but how much is too far? Like, when do I not share? Like, what, what is too far? So I'm really, really excited to get this from you, but not just because you're a dating coach, but because you're also a married man now. I've watched you go from a single guy. You were the guy that was kind of this shy nerd. And then you kind of just like took yourself on a journey, which is what you do for your clients with your coaching. You know, you take these guys who are not doing so well with attracting women and you, you did it for yourself. And so you're in the best driving seat to help take someone on that journey. But I watched you kind of like, you know, like, go through relationships and kind of find your way and find your voice. And now you've married this, dare I say, bombshell. She's stunning and she has such good energy. You can just feel her energy. And I've seen your relationship with her take you to a whole other level. So you are actually walking the talk. So I want to hear not just as a coach, but as a married man, your thoughts around vulnerability and when is it too much? And, and is there validity to what these guys say in the comment section? Totally. This is great because this is a topic that I've been really talking about more the past, I would say, year or two. So I'm glad that we're chatting about it because, yeah, it's something that I talk about with my audience, with clients. And it is something that I think about for myself and the way that I conduct myself in my relationship and the way I conduct myself in general. So what I, I'll just say what I've come to the conclusion of after research, anecdotally, um, you know, what I basically have seen. And it's that there's nothing wrong with a man being vulnerable. There's nothing wrong with a man processing his emotions, showing his emotions. So all that is good and normal and healthy. We'll come back to that in a second. But to continue here, with all that being said, there is a time and a place where those emotions should be processed and should be shown. 
And so what's happening right now is, you know, men, well, actually for forever, it feels like that men have not had an outlet to process their emotions, share their emotions, talk about their traumas, talk about their wounds. And I get to hear all of it and have been hearing it for the past decade because I talk to men one-on-one and they tell me everything. They just dump it all on me. So we know it's there. But we are not telling men properly where to share these feelings and how to share these feelings. So I believe that when you're having emotional breakdowns, trouble, anger, frustration, anxiety, depression, if we show those to the women that we're dating, the women that we're in relationships with, and then further on the women that we're married, unfortunately, life is not very fair. It just is the way it is. And it's not going to help really build much attraction with the women that you're with. And it's not going to really garner too much respect. Now, when I say that, it sounds funny because we hear a lot of women say the complete opposite. So what I think men should do is they should absolutely be in touch with how they're feeling. They should process things. Just don't do it with your woman. Do it with really the best people to do with are like professionals. So maybe that's a coach, that's a therapist or a doctor. Of course, you can do it with some of your friends if it's possible. Some of us have guy friends where we could do that with, some we, we don't. Um, sometimes we have family that we can do that with, sometimes we don't. We, but the good news is we always have an option to talk to a professional about it. And that's going to do more for you in the long run than talking to your friends and especially your woman. Now, we feel like we should do that as men. We do do that sometimes in our relationships. There's moments where we have those feelings. We are human. We get anxious. We get depressed. We get sad. We have a bad day. We have a good day. Something happens. You, you want to cry. Again, all these are normal and fine to have, but doing it with your woman is not going to help much. She won't say this to you, but she really deep down, wants to be with a strong man. And when I say strong, I mean, well, it can be also physically strong, but I'm talking about here is emotionally strong. Someone who can help lead the relationship and be there when times get tough. And this comes back to uh, you know, evolutionary psychology where women are attracted to men who can help, help her survive, basically, because one day she will get pregnant. And when a woman is pregnant, she needs help with life because you're pregnant. You can't go out and hunt and you can't go out and gather. You need help and you need survival. So that's where a man comes along to help with that. Now, of course, we're not doing that these days and women can fend for themselves and they have money and are in the workplace, but it's still primal that they want a guy who can have that strength. So I'll stop there. I know you have some thoughts and we can discuss it more, but that's that's my general overview of how it works, which is don't hold in your emotions Process them properly with the right people. Don't do it with your woman. Right, right. I, I, I definitely hear you on that. There are, there are aspects of that that I totally agree with. And then there are some aspects of that that I would like to challenge if you're okay with that. Yeah, let's, let's, let's dive in for sure. Okay. I think that 
in a perfect world, I think that that is, is great. I think the reality is, is that when emotions come up, most of the time they, they don't look for a window. They come up when they want to come up, you know? And I, and I think that, that in a relationship, I think that two people need to have a safe place that when the emotions do come up that you can, I want to say what, what I believe men should do, but I I want also want to say where it goes very wrong. And it speaks to what you're saying about processing it with a professional. You know, I agree with you that a, a woman wants her man to be strong, but I think that we are in a, a time of transition where men's strength is being redefined. You know, before men wore the ultimate breadwinners, they were the go out and get food and, and women have now stepped into that role for themselves. So strength is kind of in question, but I believe that when it comes to intimacy, it's let me see all of you. And I think that when emotions come up, when we come, compartmentalize that and we go, I got to wait till I see a professional. I think that you rob your woman of the chance of being what she is meant to be, which is a woman is an innate nurturer. She's a healer. Like it's that soft presence that, that a man needs. And when you sit with a therapist or professional, nine out of 10 times, they're not going to hold you. They're going to, they're going to sit across from you. It's going to be a very detached experience you're going to be able to process it and find it on your own. But that sense of nurturing, wherever those wounds are coming up from, was because you probably weren't nurtured and because you didn't have anyone to wrap your arms around you. So I believe that the reality is that emotions, you know, they have their way of showing up, you know, grief, all these emotions, they come up when they want to come up. And in that moment, there has to be a safety in the relationship for a man to be able to, to cry and go, I'm really hurting right now. And for his woman to have that kind of respect for her man to go, this takes a shitload of courage for my man to do this. This is where men get it wrong. And this is where it goes wrong. It's when the conversation stops there and she becomes your source. Because ultimately, this is what I tell men, like when you're going to be vulnerable with a woman, you can share what's going on with you, but she wants to know, well, like, what's your solution going to be? And your solution in that should be, thank you for hearing me in this. I need to get on the phone with my therapist. I need, I need to sort this out. I need to go deal with this. Because I don't think it's healthy for partners to play the therapist for one another. I think that we can support one another, but completely playing that therapist role, I don't think is fair to the other partner. So I agree with you on that. I think that you need to see a professional in that. But I think that if men keep their emotions and they and they keep that away from their woman, I think that this is, and I think for a woman, if a woman, if a man shows those emotions and she thinks that he's weak, I would say that she's immature emotionally because a mature woman's going to understand that men, just because they have a penis between their legs, doesn't mean that they're emotional beings. And so a woman has to have that kind of mutual respect because I think it's degrading to say, you're a man, man up. What you're essentially saying is tuck in those emotions and go deal with them elsewhere, which doesn't sound like a very safe and loving relationship. 
And so I think that there has to be respect, but I think there has to be safety and some boundaries. And so I think when where men go wrong is when they violate the boundaries and it's like, I need you to fix this and me when he's depending on her to solve the problem. That's when she loses the respect because innately she wants him to solve the problem. And I would venture to say if a man had a woman who was constantly losing her shit and being emotional in the back of his mind, he would be thinking she needs to, she needs to sort this out. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. I was taking notes. I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. So there's a lot you said there. Um, first off, I, I do believe that you can, a man can have a safe and nurturing relationship with the woman without yeah. having to be vulnerable. I don't think that, okay, we need to really define also what vulnerability is and what kind of emotions, but you know, I just think that a man can feel loved and nurtured and feel really good in a relationship without having to bring his pr- emotional problems to her. Okay. So I, I think that that can, that can be there. And I think that we, uh, men, yes, of course that's life emotions. We don't control them. They happen when they happen, yeah. but that's also what strength is. And men and women both should be able to handle that. We need to have the skill to be able to go, okay, an emotion's coming up. Let's not break down right now because I don't know, whatever, you're in the middle of a work day or you're in the middle of a presentation. Are we just going to be like, well, I'm about to do a presentation. I have really bad anxiety. I'm just not going to do it. Wah, wah, wah. No, you sit there in that moment, you figure it out and you do what you need to do. And then later when it's more appropriate, you process it. So I do feel like a therapist in that sense uh, can be very good or coach or whatever to, to work through that. And you don't need to kind of vomit it up as it comes up. Now, I agree with you in the sense where you said, you know, a woman's going to want to have a man to at least have the solution to the problem. So that that is 100% true. The thing is, is there is a fine line, right? So I'm curious what you have to say about this. But what we hear from society right now is women love a vulnerable man. Women love a vulnerable man. They like to hear when he's sad and has emotions and wants to know how he feels about everything. And by the way, I believe every woman when they say that. I don't think, you know, uh, tens of millions of women are just lying about that. They think that's what they want. But be careful what you wish for because when they actually get it, to some degree, they're going to be like, oh, this guy is... uh, pretty, pretty emotional. Like even if he can solve all of his emotions, it's like every day we got something new. Every week we got something new. Every month we got something new. So it begs the question where you say, okay, well, how much is too much? And, and when should you do it? When should you not do it? And so I like to say, try to play a perfect game. Of course you won't because you're human and there's human error, right? Or your father passes away and it's just like, it's really hard to be strong in those moments. So you're not going to be able to do it all the time, but shoot for doing it all the time. So you have a little, yeah, with a little bit of room for error. Because I think it's really hard to say, well, how often should a man be vulnerable? How often, should, wh- where is the line? And I think it's, it's really hard to define. And I do believe that 
inherently it's a risk for any woman or any man to be showing his emotions. And again, we're being vague here, so we have to really kind of define it. It's like, well, there's all kinds of emotions. Should you not show happiness? Well, yeah, of course. Happiness is fine. It's more of those negative emotions that can show instability that a woman might lose respect for or be like, oh, this guy's really breaking down. And I feel that, and I feel, I, I, I think that, and I know that when men show their emotions versus a woman, there's a different reaction to it. So for example, yes, you're correct. If we go to the uh, far end of the spectrum and a woman's breaking down every day, it's like, Jesus, this, this girl doesn't have it figured out, right? Yeah. If she's like, okay, she's crying every couple weeks because whatever, she had a bad day. I think a man could just handle that in the sense where handle it. I mean, he's not going to be like unattracted to her. He's going to understand females have emotions they're more emotional in general. So it's just going to happen that way. But if a woman sees that on a consistent basis, it's not going to be very attractive. So we process that differently in terms of how we view the other person and how we hold respect. I think the, the difference, the nuance here is when we, what you said that we need to define it and it's defining vulnerability. And I think that vulnerability is vulnerability. Like Dr. Brene Brown says, vulnerability without boundaries is invulnerability. So vulnerability is not emotional dumping. It's, vulnerability is I'm having a real emotion right now and it's impacting me. And because I love you and you love me and we're in this together, I'm going to let you see this part of me. And it's scary for me to share this with you. But the likelihood of that man keeping it together and waiting for his therapist who won't be available for two weeks later to fully process that is not always going to happen. And so it's like in those moments, I believe are very sacred moments in a relationship that the intimacy can deepen. If a guy is emotionally dumping on his woman all the time, he's looking to her to fix him. And that's a big turnoff. And it's a turnoff for anyone. It's like when we talk about like being overly needy and things like that. But when it's an invitation of, I'm hurting and it, you know, and it's like, I know that you want to be there for me in the midst of my hurt, but just know that I'm going to go and process this with someone else. And I think that this becomes the real exposure of intimacy because let's, let's just play devil's advocate. Let's say a man does do that and his woman does get turned off. Ah, then here comes a real conversation in their relationship. This is where the real intimacy starts playing out. Where he gets to say to her with his boundaries, listen, if you want to see all aspects of me, there has to be some boundaries here. I need to have a safe place with you. If I have to run to a therapist every time, how much of a safe place do I have with you? Why should I have hold the same space for you and respect for you and that not go vice versa. I'll say, I'll share this story very quickly. I remember I talk about this because I grew up with a father who was pretty vulnerable. I would say that my father was more vulnerable than my mother. And what that did for me was that showed me that my dad was human. 
it actually made my mom feel unsafe to me because I knew that I could never just share my heart because she wasn't good at vulnerability. But I knew with my dad, I could say the dark things with him. And because I had seen him walk that out, I felt like he, there was more, he was more pliable. He was more receptive to that. Whereas my mother, I, I didn't see that with her. And so for me, you know, it was like, and, and my dad was a pretty like vocal guy. He was like, look, you said this and this hurt and I'm hurting and I'm human too, Erica. And I've got emotions just like you. And I remember him saying to this to me as a child and it really kind of opening up my eyes and going like, whoa, this is a, he's a human being. So I think, you know, when it's done with boundaries, it, it's a huge invitation for a deepening of intimacy when it's done with boundaries, when it's not emotional dumping. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess we're talking about a few different things here. So yeah, there's definitely has to be boundaries, right? It's like, if let's say Megan, who I'm with, if she does something and she crosses a boundary and it upsets me, well, yeah, yeah that's a that's a conversation to have. Like, hey, hey, Megan, when you did that X, Y, and Z, you know, I didn't like that. That made me really angry. That really made me very sad. Uh, you know, that's not something I want to happen. I don't know, whatever, whatever the thing is. There's that, right? It's like you have to have the boundaries in your relationship when when it, the other person is affected. When, when, when two people are affecting each other, right? It's like you have to have communication in the relationship about the things that you want and, and need and, and all of those things. But that doesn't happen too often. And if it is, it's, a, it's kind of a red flag. You must have a, a situation in your relationship that's it's not going very well. If you always have to be talking about problems in the relationships, so that's a whole other story. But let's talk about a normal relationship in the sense where it's on good terms. Well, then the vulnerability is going to, come in through the lives of each person separately, right? Having a bad day at work, on the extreme end, a parent dying, um, getting fired. I, I don't know, your friend saying something and pissing you off, whatever. Yeah. And depending on what it is, mostly men can, can figure that out. And they don't, see, this is the thing. And I think this, because you're, you're, a female, obviously. You're, you're living the female experience. Yeah. So I think that this is where it's tough for men and women to really understand each other because we are living our own experience. So we just kind of almost like weirdly assume that the other, the other uh, gender is, should feel the way we do. But women get a lot out of processing their emotions with people, talking it out. That's something that they are inherently more emotional. Like women are more emotional and men are more logical in the way that they go about their lives, the way that they think. And so women kind of need that. And I know humans do need that, but for men, it just doesn't need to be, doesn't need to be a thing that needs to be talked about every single time something happens. That's, you know, we'll call it like, um, not an earthquake, but, uh, what's the, what are the small earthquakes called? Tremors. Tremors. Like every time there's a little tremor doesn't need to be talked about. Now, if a woman wants to, okay, that's, that's fine. It's again, it's not going to affect attraction too much, but if a man does it, the woman is going to be like, Oh God, we're, we're doing this a lot. I bet you 
when the first time she sees the guy emotional, like, wow, he finally cried in front of me. He finally talked about his feelings. I, I will say in that moment, maybe there's a little bit of a spike of, of like attraction there of like, a, you know, that was really cool. He did that. I haven't seen that side of him. But once that starts happening a lot, it's not going to have that same effect because a woman even though, even let's say, we'll even assume that a man has all these emotions and feelings, but he knows how to solve all of them. Mm-hmm. It's not going to really come off that way. You really think about it. But I'm bringing up every day, every week, like this happened, this is bad, this, I don't know, da, 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 I got to process with you. I don't know about you, like Erica, do you have any friends? Like I have, over the, over the span of my life, I've had friends where they come to me or have, or there's someone who's maybe a little bit more negative, we'll say. So you hear every time you talk to them, something's bad's going on, or every week you hear something and you kind of say that thing in your head, like, man, there's always something with them. No. There is, as much as we don't want to admit it, but I will admit it, there is a secret lack of respect for that person. You almost feel like they don't have it figured out because there's too much of emotion there. And women are not going to like that. They're not going to like it when, again, not when there's boundaries, to go back to what we were saying a second ago, is that's a different conversation versus coming to them and being like, oh, so babe, let's talk about our day. Our day day was crazy. You got to hear first this happened, this happened, that pissed me off. Now, you know, I'm really sad about this. I got a big project coming up. I'm really anxious about that. And I, and get, listen, life is just, it is, it's not fair as much as we might want that. And that feels really good. It's not going to work in that relationship when the woman sees that too much. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. I think that what you're describing is what I would call emotional dumping. And I think that you and I even have different definitions of, of boundaries when it comes to vulnerability, because we might. that person, yeah. let's talk about that friend who's always dumping and always complaining. If that person's always doing that with you, that's on you because you haven't put a boundary in place because vulnerability gets to say this, Hey, are you in a place to hear this from me right now? Cause if you're not, and when you establish those boundaries, that establishes respect in and of itself. So if that friend of yours is always dumping, there's no boundaries in that relationship. That's codependency there. For some reason, that person has an invitation with you and you've never told them otherwise. So it's the same thing in relationships. It's like if a man's always, you know, doing this, that's that's emotional dumping on her. But the respect gets cultivated when that conversation can be had and there are boundaries in place saying like, hey, uh, kind of had a, a, a shit experience uh, that's kind of weighing on me. Are you in a place to hear that? And then she gets to be a part of that conversation and say, actually, babe, I've had a shit day too. I'm actually not in a place to hear it. Or yeah, you know, I, I feel pretty good. I'm in a good place. Like, like, tell me what's going on. And so the respect gets built because each people are putting boundaries in place, not because someone's withholding and, and, putting the Superman cape on. Do you agree that a woman, a woman's sensitivity 
to a man's vulnerability is higher than a man's sensitivity to a woman's vulnerability. If that didn't make sense, I can explain that a little bit better. No, it makes perfect sense. I think that women have been very socialized into, you know, be nice, be supportive. Whereas, you know, whereas men, boys, it's like, go out, attack, go get what you want. And so I think that women have been conditioned to be more empathetic. But I think that that polarity resides in everyone to be able to be empathetic and also to be strong. You know, there are some men counselors that I've had. I, in fact, two of my favorite counselors in my life have been men because I, I love the way that their empathy came across. Whereas like I, I have some friends who are husband and wife and they were both my coaches and I prefer the husband because I just feel like he's better at empathy than she is. Or we can go deep here. Maybe you think that because you connect better with men on that level because your father was that way. And you still hold maybe some resentment towards your mom because she wasn't that way. Just a thought. It's a good not thought. Here to, not here to die to, to analyze you. But I'm just, no, just I love it. But what, I think that's part of, I think that's the whole conversation of what we're talking about here. I think that that would be good. But like my somatic therapist that I still work with in Bali She's a woman and she's very nurturing. I'm just saying that I believe that that gift of polarity resides in all of us of being able to hold space for both. I just think that women have been socialized and conditioned to do it more often than men have. And I I really believe we're in a big upheaval right now. It's a big, you know, it's like a, a war of strength. But what we're not realizing is, is like we're both having to come up. You know, women are having to come up more as leaders and warriors within themselves to go out and provide for themselves. And men are having to step up emotionally and, and it's a dance, you know, for, for both, for both sexes, I would say. We're trying to find our ground in that. Yeah. I think it was interesting because right now I think society is telling women to be more like men. Yes. You, know, you should 100%. boss, babe, you know, kill it at work, make a lot of money. You don't need men, all that. Um, and, and it then kills it in relationships. Men, and then, yes, it does. And then society is telling men to be more, uh, more feminine, open up your feelings, all that. And it's actually hurting both, both sides. But that's, I think that's a whole other conversation that maybe we shouldn't get into because we, we should stick here. But it, here's the thing. I've seen so many times and heard so many times of women who say, yeah, I saw my man cry and it was just not a pretty sight. And we can say what we want. Okay, maybe that woman is not emotionally mature or whatever it is. I've never, I've literally never heard a man ever say any kind of, I lost respect for her. I, you know, became unattracted to her when she cried in front of me for the first time. Now, again, I don't, we're not talking about extremes here. Of like, yeah. yeah, a woman crying every single day. That's 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 a whole different story. Now we can call what we want, right? We can say, well, the only reason why that's happening, why a woman dis- doesn't feel respect, is because society has told all of us that men should be men and man up and da 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 da. Well, whatever the reason is, the facts are the facts. Is that a lot of women will find some sort of weakness or disrespect or whatever it is, if a man cries. And we can even, I'll even 
say this. Some, some women might, some women won't, right? But inherently, it is, it's a risk. When we hear that, that's a risk. So why should we be taking the risk? That is so, the definition okay. of vulnerability right there. The definition of yeah, vulnerability well. is emotional exposure. Do you know that that's, if you, if you follow Brene Brown, that is the definition is being emotionally exposed. Yes, true. Okay. And so still with that being said, it's not a risk I believe a man should take in his relationship. I think vulnerability is scary all the time. It's scary with your friend, with your, with your family, with your therapist. So yes, vulnerability is an emotional risk because you're putting yourself out there and it's just tough to do that. But when you do it with your partner, with your girl, the risk becomes she doesn't see that strength. And, and so then it begs the question again, we could keep coming back to this is, well, how often should a guy do that or talk about that? What's the answer? But see, I think even that is an invitation for a vulnerable conversation between the partners of saying like, listen, I want to be more vulnerable with you. You get, you want that. But what I need from you is I need a mutual respect here. When you feel like it's too much or you're losing respect, I want you to speak into that. Otherwise, you don't have real intimacy. Otherwise, you guys aren't speaking honestly with one another. I need you, if it's too much, tell me it's too much. But, and tell me what about it put you off. And then it becomes a dialogue between, and that in itself is super vulnerable to do because then it it puts onus on her to be super honest with her man. Well, I didn't respect that. Okay, is that about you? Are we, so, okay. Could we agree that the end goal of a relationship is a relationship where you have Two people, I'm going to really, I'm dumbing this down. So for time's sake, Uh, where two people are happy, they're fulfilled, they're supporting each other, you know, 90% of the time you're not fighting and uh, there's lots of respect there and you can cohabitate and have uh, companionship and you just feel good, right? I mean, you can add anything there, take away anything, but would you agree that that is the large goal of a relationship, of why we want them, why we have them? I think that that's what we say we want, but I think ultimately in a healthy relationship, it's because the partner is going to push us to be a better version of ourselves. Love that. I would agree with that too, um, for sure. We, we, and I think that's a more specific way of saying we support each other, which I mentioned like that support, which helps, which helps us become better versions. So with that, I think that a relationship where let's say a man is very rarely emotionally vulnerable, Mm -hmm. not including the boundary conversation 
as long as he's an, um, an amazing partner to his woman and he's not super needy and they're friends. I say friends because that's the, the real basis of a long-term relationship is like at the core, you're friends mm-hmm. and you're having good times and there's plenty of sex and no one's bored. I guarantee you that relationship would be successful without a man ever dumping even to the extreme degree any emotions out on her with the exception of intense situations, right? Yeah. The loss of a job, but even then I think women really need that strength when that happens. But like the death of a family or, or a family or friend I think a, a, a relationship can be super successful. I've seen those relationships. And also, there would be no reason, it would be insane to me to ever imagine this happy, healthy, loving, fun relationship where a woman goes, but you know what? I'm out. Why are you out? You're divorcing him? You're breaking up? Why? I don't know. He doesn't show me his darker emotions. Like, do we really think a woman's ever going to say that? She may want that. Again, I'm not saying she's not going to want that. Apparently, what we were learning here is that women want to see that. They want that. But if they're getting everything else, the relationship will be successful. So I tell men, why not just not take that risk? Yeah. And you can still feel nurtured by, you know, because you're always you're always getting nurtured. It's your, it's your partner if they're doing it right. They're loving on you. They're massaging you and scratching your head. And come here, baby. It's so good to see you. How is work? And we're cuddling. And maybe you're, you can also be nurtured with really positive emotions. Come here, baby. Come here. Sit on my lap. Let's talk. How was your day? It was so good. And this happened. This positive thing happened. That's amazing. Give me a kiss. Da, da, da. That's nurture right there. So I don't want men to risk any sort of relationship by having any sort of, like you said, like emotional dumping, but even if it happens like once a week or once a month. And also, you don't, you don't need your partner for that because they're not going to solve it for I me. Mean, they could solve it for you, but you don't need them to solve it for you. If you really need a solution to something really hardcore emotional, you can go somewhere else to get that. I don't think it's all about Better solving. to go to a professional. I don't think it's always about solving it. It's knowing that, that you guys have that support system there. But I will tell you this. I think that what you're saying may set guys up in the initial stages of a relationship. But what I end up finding are a lot of men who lose their wives to affairs or to divorces that came out of nowhere. And they're like, I don't understand why she's divorcing me. And we have sex. I pay the bills, but she's had an affair on me. And I can always tell you it's because there's no real intimacy between the two of them. They become roommates, they become buddies, but there's no deep intimacy. You cannot have intimacy without vulnerability. You can't have it. And so So I think that will help them in the beginning of a relationship to kind of keep this polarity there. But fast forward 15 years later when they have a family and kids and that's when they come to me and they're like, she's leaving me. And what do I do? And then it's like, have you done this vulnerability thing? Have you done? No, I didn't do that. 
and and she's she's leaving. I, I coach I men a lot I, well, in this situation. I can't imagine that that's the reason. It just can't. They can't. There's there's other things that are happening. You're right. They're becoming complacent. They're probably having really uh, not. They're probably not having a lot of sex. They're not friends. I guarantee you that there are so many other factors involved of why that woman is divorcing him. Uh, wh- whether it's the guy's fault or not, we don't even have to get into that. Just whatever the reason is, I would think it has to do with some sort of complacency, and that's what happens in relationship. By the way, that. Polarity doesn't know time. Polarity is what's there, and that needs to be there. What happens over time in relationships, I don't know the percentage of of time this happens, but we'll say probably a good amount, is that we don't have the polarity anymore. And again, it's tough. You have to work on it, right? You're not like in your uh, honeymoon stage in the first 18 months where you're so attracted to them and want to bang all the time. But we get complacent and the guy doesn't do anything to impress her anymore. And then what happens when that happens? Then the woman nags and now she's being really masculine and nagging him and he's becoming turning off by that. And then, and then the, the conflict grows in more and more and they don't become like, I've, I have friends, I've seen this where the relationship and the, the marriage is only 10 years old or less. They're just not friends anymore. No, they have sex once in a while, but they're not really happy around each other. Nothing to do with vulnerability. It's just like this really boring relationship. And women need variety in relationship. Women will get bored. They need emotional spikes to stay attracted. So if a guy's not working on that and not, hey, babe, let's do something spontaneous. Let's do something fun. Let's go on a fun trip. We never do this anymore. Uh, you know, let's have sex a little bit more. Let's get, to, you know, also, I guess this could be vulnerability is it's two people just coming home and, How's your day? Good. How's your day? Cool. What's on TV? Great. It's like that happens all the time. That's going to be bad. So at least letting your partner know what's going on in your life. Like what's going on at work? Like what have you guys been working on? Well, what about you? What's going on in your, how are your friends? What's going on with you? You know, and, and, and talking about it. So if, if that's what you mean by vulnerability, I'm on board. I'm on board for like, I think that what happens is we stop really getting to know our partners and we kind of start having these like lives that start separating. And so then the connection starts to fizzle over time. And then all of a sudden, maybe a man is like, I'm good with this, but a woman's not. And now she's, she's having a divorce. So if you have yeah, a comment on that, I, I want to hear it, but I also want to talk absolutely. about. I, th- so I think that's a vulner- vulnerability and that is, you know, I think that maybe when you you come from vulnerability, I think that you're you're like there's an element of emotional dumping that I think is associated from the way that you keep explaining it to me. But what I vulnerability is having those real conversations about what's really going on inside of you. And I'll give you two perfect examples. I I know I have a set of friends and to everyone, they have a perfect marriage. They have a perfect life. Everything is great. And his wife said to me one day, and to your point, she said, you know, I just sometimes wish he would just come home and F me. And I thought to myself, why is she telling me this? And why is she not having that conversation with him? And it's like, they have such a good relationship. They talk about everything, but they're not talking about the real stuff. 
And I'll give you one more example. And I'm like, this is why vulnerability is about having real conversations. And you guys have to feel safe enough with each other to have these conversations. You have to practice that vulnerability. Otherwise, the conversations will never be had. Another conversation is this. I, I knew some people and... Once again, I knew things were not going well for the woman. And I told the guy, I was like, bro, you got to see a therapist and you got to start getting more vulnerable. You're, you're not doing it. You're keeping everything in. She doesn't have any access to you. She is going to leave you. You were going to lose your family. Mark my words. I don't need that. I'm good. I'm fine. Guess what? They're divorced now. Okay. I think we're, we're getting somewhere here. So, okay. I want you to define for me like what vulnerability. It's just you. So what you said is having these deep conversations. So yeah. So vulnerability would look, it's having real honest conversations about what's going on with you. And dare your emotions show up in that conversation. Like they need to have that place. Now I'm not talking about every week, just going to your wife or your girlfriend, just boo-hooing on her lap, you know, just like you, like if your woman's doing all that, she's going through an emotional breakdown is what she's going through. This isn't just vulnerability. This is like someone going through a real life crisis here. I'm talking about when you've had something go on, just coming home and being like, look, I just need to be upfront with you. Can you hear this right now? Yeah, babe, what's going on? This happened and it really sucks. And I feel a bit afraid. I mean, I'm going to figure it out. I'm a little afraid right now, you know, or if it's a situation where it's no like. Way. No way. I don't, I can't, I can't agree with that. There's no way a woman ever wants to hear from a guy. I'm afraid ever. Ever. Even if he says, I'm afraid, but I have it solved. I just can't imagine that that would ever that would ever go well. And I oh, and if it has, it's an exception. And I think that it's very risky for a man to say that. And to me, what you are defining here, or what this is, sounds like emotional dumping. That does sound emotional dumping. So I was gonna say this. You read uh, you know John Gottman, right? Eight dates. Eight dates, no. Okay. So John Gottman, he is, he's like the godfather of like relationships. And I don't even agree with everything that he says, but he's done scientific analysis and has data on all different areas of relationships. Like he was able to, uh, there's an interesting study he did where he got to the point where in like five minutes of seeing a man and woman have a conversation he could tell with like 90% plus accuracy if they were going to be divorced. And mm-hmm. he did a, such a long study on that. But anyways, he wrote a book called Eight Dates, which you should definitely get. I think you'd really enjoy this. And uh, it says on Google here, John Gottman and his wife invite couples on eight fun, easy, and profoundly rewarding dates, each one focused on a make or break issue. Okay, so it's eight different topics in your relationship. So I'm bringing this up because I think that what you're saying here is being able to have tough conversations when we need to about the things that are important. So the eight topics that he talks about are trust, conflict, sex, money, family, adventure, 
spirituality or religion and dreams. So I think that if you are in a relationship and you're never talking about this stuff, yeah, yeah, it could, it could be a big problem, right? And there are emotions surrounding some of these things and these things should be talked about on a, on a decently regular basis, you know, and if you're not, and one of these things kind of falls apart, it can be really tough on the relationship. So if that's what you mean by vulnerability and not avoiding those really important topics in the relationship, again, I'll say them real fast, trust, conflict, sex, money, family, adventure, spirituality, and dreams. So I think that there's a way to incorporate those things into a relationship where if we want to define that as vulnerable, that's fine. And I think those things should be talked about. And if they are and discussed, then they can avoid, avoid a lot of problems in the relationship. And I think a woman will get her fulfillment that she needs of the intimacy that you're talking about. The, how does he feel about this? How does he feel about sex, money, trust, conflict, spirituality, adventure, all those things. What's your biggest apprehension with being vulnerable at that level where like the example that I gave, Hey, I had a rough day and I feel a little bit scared, but I know there's always going to be a solution. I'm asking you what's the worst that could happen in that conversation? Well, I'll say this. Why? It sounds like a, it sounds like, you're saying two opposite things. If you're scared and you have a solution, why are you scared? If I ever have a solution to something, I don't know. I don't know about you. I'm no longer scared or worried. I get worried or scared when I don't know what to do. Like, oh man, I'm freaked out because I don't know, you know, why are we usually scared or worried? It's about the future. That's usually why we're scared or worried. So without a solution, you continue to be scared or worried with a solution or with a at least path to a solution, you, know, you feel a lot better, I would assume. So, and also it's just, we're not, we're humans and women are more emotional. And so as much as you might say to her, I'm scared, but I have a solution. What do you think she's going to remember? Fuck, my husband's scared right now. And what happens when people who are in the relationship, who are part leaders in the relationship or leading the relationship are scared? You get scared. So I would never put that on Megan. I will never put that on Megan, ever. And she even knows this too. I even said this to her, but I will never let her see me be scared or worried. I might feel that way in the moments that I do. And then it's on me to figure out whatever I need to figure out in those moments to solve the issue. But I'm not going to let her be, be, be um, have to see that. It's not going to make her feel good. Yeah. In terms of that specific that, emotion. I don't think humans are robotic. I think that humans can still have hope for something and still be scared in the moment. I think that you, I, I don't think that it's black or white. I think that you can hold space for both of those emotions. I can be very happy in my life and be going through a very difficult time as well. It's, it's not and, or it can be both. And so it's. Sure. But you know, I'm not going to let her know. I think if a woman sees that you you know, it's that history of like, if you're able to put solutions together, she's like, okay, he's feeling a bit concerned in this moment. 
but he has a history. He's a warrior. I call this like being an emotional warrior. He's a warrior. He's going to find a solution. I've seen him do it time and time again, but this is just an experience that he's having. And I need to let him have the space to be able to have that experience because I love him and I value him. And I want to be with my partner and what he's experiencing. I don't want my partner to feel alone in that. Like I would hate if my partner was going through something and they're scared and they don't feel comfortable telling me that, then that means that my partner is alone in their pain. Then why am I here? Some therapist has to be there for my partner and I can't be there why for not? them in that moment. Why not? A therapist, a, a, a friend, a, someone else who, who's gone through the same problem. So you seek them to get help or advice. I mean, unless you know your wife has like a specific, I don't know, expertise in some area where you can get her to help and figure out the solution. But I think that's also an exception. I think there's, I, you know, I think a woman would feel so safe and comfortable knowing that, you know what? My man, he's always got the problem solved. He'll always figure it out. That's what you want in a leader. Women are attracted to men who are leaders, right? Do you want your president? Imagine your president coming to, uh, <laughs> coming to the podium and doing the, uh, the whatever address to the country. And he goes, guys, I'm really scared right now. Uh, well, I, I mean, we're kind of living through that right really now. Scared. You have a president who, bless his heart, is barely can stand up. You know, it's like we're living in that right now. And, and, how, just, and how do we like that? And I haven't heard any. Exactly. You're right. And I haven't heard nothing positive about it. Right. So we don't want our leaders to be scared. We want our leaders to have solutions. We, we look up to people who come in and go, Guys, this is what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to handle it. I got this. Just follow my direction. You go. You were her leader, yeah, but you awesome. were also her partner. You know, it's like that's, she wants a partner in that. And it's like, how much partnership? Women also, women also want to be led. Women also want to be led. Oh, I completely agree. I, I don't want, I'm not disagreeing, but it's, it's back to what I'm saying. It's not and, or it can be both. She wants to be led, but she also wants to feel like she has a partner that she's doing life with. And so I know for me, like if my yeah. partner is going through something, I want to hear what's going on. If, if they have to go to their friends and everyone else but me, I'm like, shit, then, then that's cutting off what I am as a woman, as a feminine essence is to be that nurturer to be that, that source of medicine to my man's hurting heart, to hold him, to give him that compassion, to say, baby, I see you where you are. I believe in you. I think, I'm listening. I, I believe you in you. I, I know that you're going to figure this out, but I can see that you're hurting right now. So I know what that feels like. I see that. Thank you for sharing that with me. And guess what? That man shit, he's going to be even more empowered the next day to find that solution because he's been fed and nurtured by his woman. I okay. guarantee you, uh, yeah, sure. man, if he's in that situation, you ask any man, if he's in a situation and if he could have that conversation the way I just had it, where he could go to his wife and say what's going on and let out a cry and she says to him, I'm sorry, she holds him, she restores him with her love, her affection, her touch, 
And she says, but I know you're a badass emotional warrior and you're going to go figure this shit out. I know this in you. You ask any man which scenario he would rather have. Like, I got it. I got it all figured out. I'm going to tell my friends what's going on and it's solved. Or he can have both. A scenario where it's not and or it's he can have both, where he can be going through something very difficult and be able to share that with his woman. And his woman holds him and says, I hear you. And I see this is really affecting you. But you know what? I know you're an emotional warrior. I know you're going to figure this shit out. That man the next day, he's not only been loved and supported, but he's been championed by his woman. And I believe that a man can have both of those things. But that is something, trip that is not inherently given. I think that that is something that two people build together through vulnerability and through intimacy. I don't think it's an inherent skill that either sex has. I think that this is something that a couple has to actively build. Now, are you, yeah, what you said a second ago, are you saying what you said for the man, like it'd be really good for a man that he can get that nurture? If, if his woman was there and let's say like he just like broke and she just wraps her arms around him and she's like, I'm here. I think that men love that. Yes, absolutely. Do they need to do this every week? No, but if something really hits the fan, they need to know that they have a safe place in their woman. All right, all right, fine. If shit hits the fan, how often does that happen, you know, in life? So in that moment, that's, again, in those exceptional moments where someone dies, something really bad happens, it makes sense. But you know what? A man, I'll offer another solution that could yeah. be even more beneficial for the relationship. A man can go to his woman and let's say, okay, let's say I have a bad day at work. The yeah. day was just really stressful. One of those days where nothing goes right, right? Technology breaks down, whatever. And I'm feeling like, God, I just, I want some nurturing. I need some love tonight. I just, that's what I need right now. Cause Men like that, and we and we want that. We need that, right? I'm not going to go and say, babe, can we, can we go on the couch and just chat for a minute? Yeah, sure, baby, what's up? <sighs> Man, I had such a bad day. This happened, this happened, this happened, blah, 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 blah. Will you just hold me? Yeah, I'll hold you. Okay, da, da. You could do that. That's one way to do it. I, as a man who might want some nurturing and love and cuddle, just go get it. You don't have to, you don't have to spill the bad day on her. You can just say, baby, I want to cuddle tonight. Come here. Let's, let's, just, let's just connect and hang out tonight and just relax. Let's put our phones away. Let's, uh, or, or, or not do any of that and just say, come here. I just want you by me. I would just want you to, to cuddle the shit out of me. Why? Is everything okay? Everything's fine. It's all good. Just a long, maybe you even say, just a long day with a smile on your face where it's nothing to be worried about. And you know, there's nothing to... There's nothing to talk about here. You don't need to vent those emotions because you had some little things happen. Everything's fine. But at least you can get that physical nurture, that physical touch from your woman. And you can do that without having to go into it and, and tell her every single thing that's going on. In fact, it'd be better to, and better for you probably emotionally, to get that love and cuddling from her and then try, this is just a good exercise in general for people, Try to yeah. think about what did go good that day. What went right that day? What are you grateful for? 
and then share those things to your woman. Oh my God, that, she's going to feel amazing. She's getting this love and touch from her man. She's seeing how hard he's working. And, and, and again, it's not like trying to be, uh, what do they call it, toxic positivity. But at least we know that one of the best ways to happiness is to be grateful. So imagine you, you grab your woman, she loves it, you're cuddling, and you just tell her one thing that went really well today that you really enjoyed. Or you even say, you know what? I'm really great that I, I work and do what I do for a living. Because you might think that even though everything fucking went to shit that day. And mm-hmm. she's like, wow, that's awesome. She doesn't need to know all those other details. They're not important. And she's getting the vulnerability. You're getting nurtured. She's getting nurtured. Everyone wins, reducing the risk of her being unattracted or feeling like you don't have it all figured out in those moments. So that's that's my thought and solution to it. To me, what you've just described is emotional bypassing. To not, (laughs) that's what that you've just described emotional bypassing right there. And so what happens for a woman is inside, guess what, Matt Tripp? She already knows that you've had a shitty day. And when you can't tell her that you're withholding that from her. And that's her women's intuition, which I believe men have intuition as well. Hey, hey, life's not fair. I wish it was a fairy tale. You, you've just taken her her feminine essence that she could give. And you've just said, I'm just going to give you part of the story because I'm a man. And so you just get part of the story. So I'm going to emotionally bypass for myself. I'm going to do myself an injustice so that I can be the man for you. Well, you don't have to do, well, okay. Uh, maybe you're not, Let's see. Emotional bypassing. I'm looking up the definition. Emotional, because I never heard that before. Emotional bypassing is when we sugarcoat our uncomfortable feelings and experiences. This results in us denying ourselves the opportunity to fully sit with and honor our truth. Okay, sure. You can honor and sit with your truth. Doesn't have to be with her. Go to the gym. Work it out. Punch some bags. Don't hold it all in. Have yourself a fucking cry if you want it. Do it with yourself. That feels good. Talk to your therapist about it. Sit in your truth and don't emotional bypass anything. But don't do it with your woman. It sounds, it doesn't sound romantic. It doesn't sound sexy. It doesn't sound like what men and women want to hear. But to go back to the original thing is just life is just not fair. Just how it is. I wish, for example, about life is not fair. Erica, I wish that... um, you know, we'll say, uh, I wish, I wish a guy could live at home with his parents, be a good guy, be five, four, not make a lot of money, but he's a really good guy. He's a good person. And, um, doesn't have many friends just cause he likes video games. And, um, is a guy who just kind of goes with the flow and doesn't have any purpose or mission. I would love, I'm sure any guy in that situation would love for him to be just be like, well, why can't a woman just like me for me? This is me. This is who I am. Well, unfortunately, she doesn't like that kind of guy. She likes the opposite of that guy. She likes a guy who's strong, ambitious, 
makes good money, has his own place, preferably tall, all those things. Life isn't fair. That's just how it is. You know, uh, it's just the rules of how things work and the facts of how things work. And that's the same thing with relationships and vulnerability. In a perfect world, we'd love to be able to do all those things that we want to do and cry in front of our spouses and have them nurture us and, and be that person to be there for us, whether it's a lot or a little, but it just, it doesn't work that way. Well, so the reality is, so what you're setting up is, is typically everything happens is built from the home. And so the likelihood, if men don't feel safe to do this in their own homes, the likelihood of them stepping out and doing this with a stranger like a therapist and paying for it is very slim. And, and if, if, if they're not comfortable doing that with their woman, what are they going to do? Go with their guy buddies and have some beers? And how well equipped are those guy buddies to really support them? Because I'll tell you, they're not. Because when they go to their friends, oh, you'll, you'll figure it out. Huh? And it's not the answer the guy needed. So then the guy sits with it alone and then what happens? He commits suicide. He blows his brains out and the wife goes, I don't know why he did that. I thought everything was okay. So who would be the best person to talk to if you're feeling suicidal? I think that you, if you're feeling that emotion, I think you need to tell the people in your life and then you've got to go call a professional immediately. Or if you're not in the place to do it, then at least your friends know and then Who's they the can call on person? your behalf. Who's the ultimate person you should be talking to if you're feeling suicidal? I mean, there are If you can only pick one. Yeah, hotline. Great. I think a hotline is a great option. A doctor. You go see a professional. That's the best. That's what you want. If you're feeling suicidal, if you're feeling so depressed and anxious, you need to see a doctor. You might need to get medication or you might need to see a therapist and make the changes in your life to be able to, to feel better again. Not a woman. Not your woman. And maybe not your friends. Maybe your friends. Maybe your spouse can help you. Maybe your parents can help you. But I agree in the fact that like, yeah, not a guarantee at least not your best chances, but your best chances is seeing a professional. Yes. And also knowing that at home that you also have support. I, I believe that you should always feel supported at home. Always. Otherwise, why are yeah, you guys? I think, well, a million reasons why you're together, you know, and, 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 and emotional support. That's a vague term, but, um, Having your woman be there for your emotional supportive needs would be nice. Like I said, we're kind of going in circles. It would be really great. I'd love to. I would personally love to. I would love to be able to just do all that with Megan. But yeah. it's, um, it's not who I go to. And I'm fine. And I'm not in denial either. If I ever need help, I have my council of people. And if things get ever really bad or something bad happens, I'll go seek a professional to, to get it solved. So I can be there for Megan and be the strength that she needs in the relationship. And um, if we call that emotional bypassing with her, then, then I guess it is. But, yes. um, but, you know, we're not perfect. We, you know, in the sense that we're all humans, we, we're, you're going to have a bad day. She might see it on your face. Yeah. 
And she it is knows. She's intuitive. Women know this shit. They already yes. know. You might as well tell them and take out the mystery and the question no. marks. Have a damn conversation about it. Because she already no. knows. <laughs> well, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree. Yeah, I knew we would coming into this. This is why I wanted to talk to you about this because I knew we would have a total different perspective, but I like that. I like, especially in our culture where everyone's overly sense. You want to talk about overly sensitive when everyone's overly sensitive. I love that we can disagree on this and have very valid points. I think a lot of what you said is super valid. I don't agree with all of it, but I think there's a lot of validity to it, but I love that you and I can have this kind of conversation and, and I think that that's beautiful. I, I, I think that, I think that in itself is vulnerable. That, that, you know, you and I have had a friendship for a very long time, but we can also disagree with each other and walk away and still love each other. I think that in itself is vulnerable. That's emotional exposure in and of itself. I, I will agree with that. And <laughs> I'm grateful for our friendship and our colleagueship. And I'm uh, grateful for the conversation. And it was really great to be chatting with you and, and have this because, yeah, these conversations need to be had. And I'm glad that we could do it. So thank you yes. for allowing me to be on your amazing platform and have the convo with you. Yes. And guys, I really want to encourage you, you know, if you really have been struggling with like attracting women, as I said, from the beginning, I've watched Trip go on his own journey and, you know, the man that he has become is just breathtaking, but to see him extend that service to other men because he's gone through the struggle himself and to extend that service into champion men to go through the same journey that he's gone through. It just makes me just incredibly proud. So please be sure to, I'll link him up here. What, do you, you still use your website trip advice or where do you send men? Yeah, tripadvice.com. But if you're interested in, in getting coached and you want to work with a coach over here at TripAdvice to be able to help you with meeting women and getting over your shyness, understanding how women become attracted and then utilizing those tools to get more dates online or in person, we have a team of coaches who will work with you one-on-one. -on -one. You can go to tripadvicecoaching.com and you can fill out an, uh, an application to give us some information about you. And then we can set up a call and chat. Yes, guys, you do not want to miss out on this opportunity. Like I, we've watched, I've watched people come and go in this industry. And when guys struggle with these type of areas, trip is the coach that I refer guys to. So please do yourself a favor and reach out to him. Trip, I adore you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here and sharing your truth. I really value you. I value you as well, and you're very welcome, and thank you too. All right, guys. I'll see you soon. Make sure that you subscribe.